0: Hi everyone and welcome back to the Street Angel Podcast with myself, Angelo Thomas. Today we are going to talk about, and by we, (laughs) I mean there is someone behind me who is going to probably talk with me. Uh, By that someone, it is my uh, yaya, as well as one of my guides, uh, Maxine. So I'm just going to say we, so if you know it's we, (laughs) you'll know what I mean. But back to your point. We're going to talk today about the evil eye. Uh, You know, when I was thinking about what to say about this, I thought to myself, first of all, I'm going to keep this one really simple and probably a shorter episode than usual. Um, The last few episodes, I've started to make them a bit longer, but this one, let's try and keep it short and sweet. So that way you guys out there can, you know, do your own research and maybe it's just some thought-provoking points that we put out instead today. So, the evil eye, back to point, when I was researching it, I um, I didn't realise that nearly 40% of the world's population believes in the evil eye or some derivative of said force. Uh, it's something that, you know, I through my lifetime, I have come across many people who believe it as in something that can be either said curse or an actual malevolent force and energy in its own right. But today we're going to talk about the curse. And today we're probably going to just focus on the Greek variation, which is the mati. So mati in Greek means eye, matia is eyes. But, um, it's when you hear a lot of Greek people actually say, Oh, you know, she's got the mati or someone's got the mati. That's what we're referring to, which is the evil eye. And in particular, I wanted to talk about the symbolism of said mati, which is that beautiful, almost like a and blue with light blue eye, where you see a lot of people wearing it. And a lot of people nowadays are actually putting it on homewares, putting on candles, putting on cushions, which is what I wanted to touch about today. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a free world, free, um, you know, do what you like. I just think it's kind of disrespectful. But again, it's, you know, a lot of other Greek people are doing this. So who am I to tell what, you know, I, I don't speak on behalf of the homogenous Greek diaspora that left and went to other parts, such as Australia. So let's get to it. The Greek I uh, is probably one as an interesting one because it's something which started from superstition it started from the you know i think it was around the sixth century fifth century could even be earlier uh it definitely predates christianity it predates all uh, the eastern orthodox christianity and it's so embedded within the culture of you know that part of the mediterranean that nowadays the church the babusas, the fathers, actually recognize it, which is quite interesting. Uh, They don't recognize it as... I think they don't recognize it as a curse, more so as they feel like it's something from the devil. It's something which, you know, comes from envy. You know, it's less attributed to a traditional belief and more so to, you know, what Christianity is like. They take one old thing and put it in a new thing. Hello, Easter. (laughs) But, um... In Greece, it's actually when you suffer the the evil eye, it's called the Vascania, and that is it's considered harmful for someone because it inflicts pain, suffering, it inflicts um, what else can it inflict? Basically misery towards a person. So the idea is you got two people, one's jealous of the other. One realizes that you know what, I'm never going to be like them. Stuff them, and they you know that energy of envy go and gets pushed onto the other innocent party. Now, the idea here is that you wear this, the evil eye or the mati, the blue eye, to protect yourself from said unwanted energies. And this is the interesting bit, what a lot of people don't realize. That blue eye is actually evil itself, because the whole term is evil begets evil. It's why you fight fire with fire. That is not a good symbol to be wearing willy-nilly. It's not a good symbol to just be, you know, popping on the back of your phone cover or to be pop like I've seen people now paint on their nails. I don't know where the explosion or why the explosion came out, but my Aya and guides didn't want me did want me to talk about it today and say that you know with all symbols across the world, with all practices which have been around since antiquity, which have predated monotheistic religions such as Christianity, you know just give them some thought and while I'm not one of those people to advocate to do your own research because there's a lot of crap out on the internet like when someone tells me they get all their news from YouTube I'm like hello um, <laughs> it's not always right anyone can put up stuff on YouTube I do but just you know be a little bit more conscientious in in where these symbols come from and and be a bit more aware so Back to the Greek eye. The I like, like I love the color of the Greek um, mati. I love how, you know, you can wear it if uh, you don't want to wear the eye itself. You can sometimes wear a little blue, sometimes like a blue rock or a blue stem, blue gem. That's why you see a lot of people pin them to babies. They're on like little nice um, gold chains or little safety pins. And, you know, a lot of the time the eye is actually hidden. Like where I used to wear an eye... Oh, when I was living in Greece for a bit and then when I came back, I worked in a casino and I wore it very hidden and the amount of times that poor bastard fell off me, the chain broke, uh, the eye itself shattered, you know, I knew it was because you're in an area where you're in the casino, like, hello, it's just bad juju and there was actually this older Greek fella, and, you know, once I was telling him about it and he goes to me, well, let's do the test. So, (laughs) without going too far into it, there is a test where you basically, you pray. I can't say the word uh, in Greek because it's one of those ones where I'm not fluent in Greek, but it's something along the name of Hematiasma. (laughs) If there's my dad out there, he's going to kill me. But basically, you pray over water. You mention, you know, the person's name who you think has been afflicted by the eye, then you put oil in it. And then if the oil dissipates or if it stays still, depending, um, it's like the test is basically says you have the eye or not. Um, you know, under normal conditions, the oil floats in the water as it's less dense in the water. But if it actually drops to the bottom, um then it makes then it says that there isn't there is a curse or something. I don't know. I always get confused because I've seen so many people do it, and I'm probably rambling right now. But I'm sure that if it floats, it's fine. But if it sinks, then it does mean the eye. Again, I'll have to check with my dad. So there's been lots of examples in the past where you know I have experienced the evil eye from people, and it's it is real. So that was one, the casino. The other time that I was told by my parents was when my mum and dad went to Greece, to Syros, my home island of Greece, and when I was a baby, now I'd be lying if I said my exact date, anywhere from 6 to 12 months, possibly older, but uh, according to them and my Thea Kiki, I was very sick, you know, ill, crying, just wouldn't sleep, wouldn't settle, you No know, more so than usual. And... It was my fears who were convinced that I had the eye put on me. Because, you know, dad came back with his two kids, with his wife. You know, someone's bound to put the eye on someone. Um, <laughs> it's just the way, apparently. So, you know, I was taken to a healer, to someone who rec- was recites that prayer that I'm not going to pronounce again. <laughs> and... Apparently, within moments, within minutes, and then within hours, I was right as rain and back to my usual bubbly, you know, giggling self. And to this day, they they still talk about it, the family, and they still mention it about how you know there is such a force of of like a, a curse, more so of jealousy, of envy, and you know, in a broader sense, it's. It's a good lesson that even if you're not wearing the, the evil eye to protect you from it, which it will, uh, you know, don't don't be putting out those vibes to people. Because basically that's what it's all about. Like, we were very uh, dramatic people, the Greeks. And then when you think about when we are in antiquity times and then the, the rest of antiquity times across the world, people are very, they're very scared of what they don't know. They're very scared when there's an, no explanation. But nowadays we know that, you know, energy is real. And if you think ill of something or someone, um, you know, it, the universe is magnetic. If you think ill of someone, then something ill will happen. It's like if you always think you're going to get bills and you're always going to get bills. But basically it's, um, yeah, it's a good lesson in our modern day times to just back it up. Like, not be rude to each other, not be envious of each other, and like, you know what, if you want, if you are a little bit jealous, like, we all get a touch of the green-eyed monster, do something about it. You know, look for those traits in that person that you're envious of, and say, hey, can I emulate them? Can I improve upon them? Or can I do it differently? Uh, it's about just, yeah, using that, and ent- some people call it, I can't remember the word, it's like transmutation, where you transmute the negative into a positive. So... Anyways, back to the eye. When I went back years later to, um, to Greece, I was also taught a way to protect yourself from the evil eye by my Thea in Athens, which didn't involve wearing the actual blue eye itself. She said to me that when you're on a bus, you never clench your fists, never cross your arms. You always hold your hands down. She's very dramatic when she was doing this too. And uh, <laughs> she said, you always smile, when you go past a church, you cross yourself because, um, you know, there's lots of churches around Athens, and she just simply said, "It's this whole idea is you let the energy fall off you, so that if you know someone is envious of your shoes, it's, it doesn't like the way you look. You know, well, not everyone's cup of tea." She said, "It just, it just falls off you." So, it's one thing that I have actually found myself is that I do a lot because I don't wear the mati or the blue eye physically on myself so much anymore uh, just because I hate chains around my neck. I have found a, a bracelet one, but I tend to do that. I, you know, my hands aren't clenched. They try not to be crossed My arms, that is. And I just yeah, visualize energy just going off me. Now, this is all very well said and done. But again, you live in the modern day world. <laughs> like, There's about to be, you know, again, there's about to be someone out there who's jealous or envious of you. But my point is, you know, let's just let's be careful of using these symbols. Let's also be careful of the energy we put out to each other and be a bit mindful that it's uh it's not a fad. It's not an aesthetic. It's uh it's indicative of the broader issue I have with spirituality today around how cultures or countries that are a bit more privileged or a lot more privileged than others tend to take from other less privileged cultures and maybe even this less um advantage you know and they think it's cool you know they think it's pretty i mean how many times have we seen those um the the mexican altars from the dia de, de los muertos day of the dead being used for decoration but when actually, you know, they're, they're used to communicate with the dead on, you know, between Halloween and All Saints Day when the veil is thin to, you know, draw them through, to put, you know, offerings to the Passover loved ones to light their way and to ward off evil spirits. You know, it's not a fashion accessory. Now, I'm not perfect in the past. You know, I'm, I'll be my first one, be the first one, sorry, to put my hand up and say, yep. I've uh, dabbled in things here or there, which I've realized, you know, isn't probably polite. And I guess that's why I'm making this episode is to just say that, you know, the next time you see the beautiful blue evil eye, you see it on homewares, you see it on, you want to put on your nails or you want to put it on your phone or you want to, I don't know, put on a wine glass, you know, just be careful of two things. It's evil. It is the evil eye. Evil begets evil. It is an image of incredible power. It is also an image that is very ancient and old. Also, don't be a hypocrite. You know, if you are going to have yourself covered in this eye, and some people it's also very uh, fashionable at the moment to use the Hamza or the hand of Fatima, which is the hand with the eye in the middle, Um, you know, don't be a gossiping mole. Don't go out of your way to be envious or jealous or, you know, I saw this meme ages ago which cracked me up where there was this person who had the marty on the back of their phone acting all high and mighty and stuff. And, <laughs> and then the second one, they're like, you know, when you do this, but you also do this. And the second one is when they're mindlessly scrolling their phone, just judging people and, you know, leaving her for comments or arguing with people online. You know, you're wanting to protect yourself from envy and gossip and the curse of the evil eye, but you are doing it yourself. It's just not polite. It's bad juju, really bad juju. So, back to, sorry, my yaya's just tapping me on the shoulder saying I'm talking too fast, (laughs) but you know. I'm not telling people to not, you know, wear the eye or to not have it, um, adorned on everything. I know that, like I said, it's become incredibly fashionable at the moment. Um, I don't know why. I'm not sure why. It's, uh, it could be one of two things. It could be because I'm, you know, was brought up in a culture that, uh, was very respectful, very, um, you know, there's fear, very much fear of the evil eye. I'm always on the, on the eye. Oh, I'm always on the eye out for it. How's that for a pun? <laughs> so it's either I'm always seeing it, or it is coming very popular. Not sure. Maybe it's both. Uh, but I just wanted to say, yeah, let's just be mindful of it. It's uh, it's very much like symbols, like the Om symbol, like the runes of the Vikings, like even the cross. I know at one point, like. Years ago, the cross was becoming very popular. I think in the 90s, people were getting it tattooed and, you know, using it as earrings, harking back to the Madonna times when she, you know, she had her own issues with the church. We didn't need to get involved. But um, it's very similar to that. It's when something comes along in society and people pick it up and it completely just gets lost in translation. It's, just, it's almost like Feng Shui, actually. So the thing is, sure. Let's celebrate that the fact that we are a multicultural society. Let's celebrate that the world is one place and that we all have something to offer and to give. But in that celebration, let's be respectful. Let's take the time to go, okay, I'm seeing this evil eye everywhere or the mati. I'm seeing the Hamza everywhere, the hand of Fatima. What's it about? Where's it come from? What does it mean? It's, uh, it's the... Almost the equivalent, actually. I've just got reminded by my guide of when people get Chinese or Japanese tattoos on themselves, and they have absolutely no idea what they mean. You know, they haven't taken the time out to go, okay, does that actually mean girl power, or does that mean, you know, beef struggle? I don't know. I'm just thinking of the top of my head here. Does it mean strength? I know that was a big one, strength. You know. If you're gonna get something tattooed on your body, just as much. If you're gonna adorn your house with it, if you're gonna wear it, if you're gonna have uh, throw cushions on it, just know what it means. Especially considering that there could be people in your circle of friendship or more broader that you run that run into you with said imagery and actually say, to you, "Hey, do you actually know what that means? Like, you know, that's not that's not cool." you won't be able to change their minds, but you might actually be able to at least let them know that you've taken the time out to research it. It's very similar to a conversation I had with my project collaborator friend, Sonia. She's also my dear friend, Sonia, from Iridium Soul, who were doing um, our cards together. We were talking about this in a broader sense around how um, we are quite disappointed and a little bit angry about how people in the modern day spiritual world are taking a lot of mm-hmm. symbols from ancient antiquity and from other cultures without realizing it now that's a much broader conversation that i feel i want to bring Sonia on to have and we thought to ourselves you know we've got to breathe a little before <laughs> all that we do that one but we were talking about the idea as well of the buddha how it became very trendy in the early 2000s to have Buddha statues everywhere. And one of them was where they lopped his head off. And, you know, you, you'd see people that had, like, Buddha heads just around the place. And that's incredibly <laughs> offensive to Buddhist people because it's literally decapitating their deities, decapitating their their god. Well, it's not really god, but it's de- it's defacing their belief, their religion be the equivalent of someone put the head of jesus or the head of uh you know carly just hanging around the place it's not pretty to a lesser extent that's how i feel about the greek eye the mati the blue eye you know i would love it if we went back to a time when it went you know the only places you could buy it because in greece you pretty much can only buy it when you go to all the different churches and there's these beautiful stalls where you buy the icons um the icons are the the Byzantinian depictions or paintings of the saints and of Jesus and Mary. But you could pretty much only buy the blue eye and various forms of that in those places, you know, near places of worship. Or if there were shops set up in the middle of Athens or the middle of the plateas where they, you know, they sell that paraphernalia. Less so if you went into bras and things or some shoe shop and it was slapped over a candle or a few other things. Now, I would love to go back to treating the blue eye, the mati, the evil eye, however you want to call it, with such respect. But I know the horse has bolted. It's just how it is now. So let's get it out in the open and say, it's evil, beginning evil. So just be careful. Now, I might stop there because I did want to keep this one short and you know you've heard my point of view (laughs) but you have every opportunity to you know let me know let me know your thoughts do you agree do you disagree do you think I'm being precious do you think that there's yeah you know there is an element of truth that uh people that and this isn't just spiritual people this is everyone I'm talking like very mainstream have taken the eye on board that you know you know is it right of me to think maybe we should just take a step back and go, hey, guys, could we just be more mindful of what we're doing? Or do you think, yeah, the house is bolted. It's in mainstream now. It's yeah. it's just a symbol. I, Like I said with these podcasts, I'm always up for people disagreeing with me. I'm always up for people uh, giving me feedback and giving me ideas. That's the whole point of doing these types of discussions. It's to... To talk about this And to have those conversations It's such a shame actually I digress a little bit But here we go It's such a shame that we can't actually talk about religion, politics And therefore also spirituality Without being civil to each other You know, it's so That's always that saying Never talk about those topics Always stick to the weather And I'm like, why? Let's talk But if we can keep it civil Then, you know, all the better Probably be a better civilization actually if we did So yes let me know. Get back to me. I uh, I would love to know if you've also had encounters with the evil eye, if you've had encounters with a curse. Um, if you can uh, teach me how to pronounce that prayer, <laughs> that would be good. I um, Oh, I should also note that that prayer itself is not something that I will share or would ever share. It's something that is given out under very... Uh, significant and very, um, rare circumstances from one person to another. I used to have it on the back of a, a beautiful card of St. John the Baptist, but it's something that I, I put away because I just, uh, you know, I didn't want to lose it and to have people go, Oh, what's that? You know, it was a very, it's a very sacred prayer, but, um, but yeah, let me know your thoughts and, you know, if you are going to wear the blue eye, just, uh, Maybe have a look out for the more traditional ones. For example, there are no green, pink, yellow, um, indigo, teal, red eyes. I'm seeing so many memes at the moment where, you know, red's for love and pink's for passion and green's for jealousy. No, 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 no. No. It's the blue eye. It's... There's one. It's the evil eye. That's it. You know, come on, guys. Seriously. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Yes. Have a squeeze online. Have a squeeze around, uh, if you are ever around a Greek Orthodox church, church, sorry, uh, you know, if they're open, pop in, say hello, ask them about it. and ask them more broadly, perhaps even about icons. What's your icon? Uh, get to know these things. And as well as get to know your own background, your own culture, and see if there is actually an evil eye equivalent in your culture that you can actually adopt for a talisman or to ward off. I know that as I said at the beginning 40% of the world's population believe in the evil eye in some f- manner or form so there's bound to be uh, something in you know in your background that you can even have a look at and see that you can adopt again while being respectful and understanding that yeah this uh this whole idea of the evil eye is literally evil begets evil fire fight fire with fire so Like I say, we always at the end of these things. Let me know your thoughts. Get back to me. Also, make sure that you subscribe on Apple, Spotify or YouTube. I think I'm even on Google now. Follow me on Instagram at the.angelothomas. You can also find me on Facebook. And if you're ever interested in having a session with me on spiritual development, the Akashic Records or, yeah, put anything to me, let me know head to my website, www.angelothomas.com.au. So thanks, guys. I'll leave that there and have a good one.